Hello. Hey, can you hear me hey, now? Sorry about yeah. Sorry about that. I um declined a phone call, and I don't know, but well, I can edit it all into one episode, so I got got pretty good. So I apologize about that. So oh, no we problem. were talking. We were talking about you won Whipple. Your your son's born. You know what was that feeling like? We were talking about you. You guys beat Hopewell. Were you predicted to win, or were you guys kind of the underdog? Um, I, I, I honestly don't know. I, I think I think they might have been the higher seed because they won the section. But I'll be honest with you. We started the year out two and five, but then we, we won all the rest of our games. So, you know, we might not have won the section, but we were we were the hottest team going into the playoffs. We till we got knocked out um, in states. We had won 23 games in a row. Wow. Wow. That that's a great feat. That, that's great. Um, so you're a Blackhawk. You're coaching. It's a big school. Um, did you get to coach any big names or coach against any big names that went on to play D1 or anything like that? I'm sure out there in Pittsburgh, there, there's probably a, a ton, you know. Oh, yeah. Like like some of the people, um, I, I don't know if you know, Herb Pope played at Seton Hall. Lance Jeter. Lance uh, Jeter, played, yeah. Played, played at Nebraska. Um, then, you know, some football guys uh, – uh, that, that there, there's actually several football guys that, that played in the NFL that we went against. And then a guy that we ended up seeing every year was TJ McConnell, who's on the Pacers now. Yeah, really? Um, yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I've become good friends with his dad. His dad uh, was Chartier's Valley's head coach. Jonathan Baldwin was a first-round draft choice for the Chiefs. He was on Aliquippa. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of good guys. And, and some of them, like, I, I don't think some of the people realize – how good a basketball player some of these football guys are. I mean, they're just phenomenal athletes. Oh, for sure. And that, that, that's what I wanted to say about Lance Jeter. You, you know, uh, he was a tremendous football player and basketball player. I mean, he could jump out of the gym. I, I mean, I, I didn't get to play in that game. I was I was an, an underclassman, but I remember watching him play, and he was just out, outstanding. But I did know who T.J. McConnell was. And, and that's the thing. Some of the programs out there, I, I mean, it was just – Phenomenal. I mean, it's exciting and, and, and what an honor to, to be able to coach in a league like that and be successful. Um, you have success there. And, you know, if you don't mind me asking, what happened? Was it your decision to leave or, or was it just time, you know, to try something new? Well, I, yeah, I, it was it was my decision. I mean, I could have stayed there. Um, there was nothing going wrong to not be there, but but like, well, at Connellsville, you know, a, a principal job opened up, which was a a considerable uh, pay raise for me. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's a little bit closer to home. And, uh, um, you know, they had a basketball opening that all came with it. And, and I, I decided that that's something that, that, that I'd like to do. I mean, the one thing that I will tell you that might have been, been a little bit tough at Blackhawk is, you know, I'm a high stress type person. I worry about stuff during the season. I, I can't sleep because I throw my whole heart and soul into it. And, and there, there's nothing noble about that because I think every coach would tell you the exact same thing. But, but at Blackhawk, um, it, it was pressure. We were expected to be there every year. We, we made the playoffs every year I was there. Um, and you, you had to make the playoffs at Blackhawk. It was expected. And, um, um, you know, so so coming with that success and, and all those great things, there there's a lot of stress. I, I I mean, here at Connellsville, it's not 
you know, we don't do near as well as what we did at Blackhawk, but it's also not near as stressful, <laughs> you know? Well, that worries. He gets on somebody. When that expectation is there to do it over and over and over and over again, that comes with immense pressure. And, you know, with sports, job, anything, being the best, you have to be the best. And where some schools that they would be flattered and I'm, not, and I'm not talking down to your school or any, any school out there, but some schools where it would just be an honor for them to make a playoff, where other schools it's known making the playoffs is expected. Yes, yeah. Playing in the state championship game is where we want to be, and, and, and that's just the caliber programs. And, and that's the, you know, <laughs> it's one of the things that is debatable, but that goes on. And, and the bigger legs and the tougher competition – you know, I can at Tusky and in Everett. I mean, I'm sure you know it was to win a District Five championship every year playing for Coach Bainey. You were you were expected to be there. You know, they used to play it at UPJ. You were expected to be playing at UPJ at the end of the season. That was an expectation. So I, I can relate a little bit. So you moved to Connellsville. We talked about how it came out. You know, what's the atmosphere like there compared to the other two places that you've been at? Well, the the sports expects. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. We haven't done real well wins and losses here. Um, it's a different type of community. It's it's a it's a bigger school. It's actually bigger than what Blackhawk is, and uh, um, okay. but it's made up of several small communities. Like like our town has our our district has a big geographical area made up of small little towns. Um, so it's not your typical big school that has a big high populated area. Ours is populated by a bunch of small areas. Um, and then, you know, when you when we draw for our basketball team, there are areas that we don't really draw from. Like, for example, um, the, the, the mountain part of our district is up around Seven Springs where they do all the skiing and stuff like that. We, we, don't, get, mm-hmm. we don't get many kids from that part, but they add to our population to give us a higher class that we have to play in. Classification. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that hurts you, you know, then, then it helps you, 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 you know? Yeah, it does. But, but, but it's funny, though, too. Though the thing that, that I do love about, about Connellsville is, you know, I'm glad my son goes here. The, the, the people here are, are so nice and so friendly. And even, even as an administrator, you know, I could suspend someone at school that day and they'll hold the door for me at Walmart when I see them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if my... If, if my tire was flat, they'd help me change it, even if they had trouble. You know, some of, some of the – I'm not 100% sure that would have happened uh, back at Blacklock, <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. No, I, I get that. I get that. So, you, just like everybody else, but you're coaching. What is uh, – co- you know, last year, um, COVID kind of hit towards the end of basketball, high school basketball season. Um, and then, then, then this year, uh, you know, what, what has that been like for you coaching through COVID? What, what is, what has that challenge been like? Not only you have the challenge of living through it and trying to go to work, but you're coaching a basketball program through COVID. What, what has that been like? Well, last year, last year we were in the playoffs and, and we, we had lost, you know, a couple of weeks before it really broke out. So it didn't really have a lot to do with last season. Um, yeah, it, it killed this year's team for us. And, and I'm sure it killed a lot of teams because, first of all, we uh, the, the Connellsville facilities here are phenomenal. We have two gymnasiums. 
we have a really big summer league. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you how cool our summer league is. Um, in the past, do you know? Do you know who Gene Steratore is? Yeah, I've heard the name. Yeah, he's I've, he's, I've he's a, he actually works for CBS Sports, and he he's the guy that that the announcers ask if if they're going to overrule a call or something. He was an NFL ref. Well, he was also a college basketball ref, and he was one of the refs in our summer league. I mean, that's the quality of people that we that we had, and so. We had this. Wow. We have this big summer league. We have a lot of teams. It was a really good money maker for our for our team because we're playing in there for free because it's on our facilities, and, and and we get a lot of games in, and and you know we really get a lot of work in. Well, none of that happened at all, and uh, um, you know so so we never played a summer league game until the fall. We played we played in a fall league at Greensburg Central Catholic, and. And you're talking, we, we play a lot of games. And this past summer with that league, we played like, I think, maybe seven games. And, and that's that's a drop in the bucket to to what we have done to, to try to prepare for seasons. And then then we get to the season and, and um, pretty much, well, over half of my team got it, over half of my starters. And, and, and the way I, I, I had the COVID myself and – and the way it hit us was a way that was re- that really hurt us because, you know how you have to do that quarantine for ten days. Well, yeah. Well, so a couple of us got it, and then we had kids that they tested. They kept testing positive the whole way through the quarantine. So so that when the first batch was getting back, some of the last ones were just now getting it. So so their ten days were just starting. And so we ended up being off for, for um, probably three or four weeks. And so I know when we came back and played our second game of the season, uh, it was the other team's 13th or 14th game. And, wow. and, and, wow. and to be perfectly honest with you, we've never, we've never caught up. And, 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 I, and I don't want to make excuses because I think there are times when our kids can play harder. But, <coughs> but you know, when you get knocked down sometimes – and things happen like this it's it's hard it's hard oh for for sure i, I mean it's, it's been hard for a, a lot of people in in general in life but you know sports are something and and i love sports you love sports and when covid first hit there was no sports it was so crazy like sports were gone and i felt so bad you know, last year for the spring sports athletes. And then, you know, this year they were talking, they were debating, was there going to be fall sports? And I felt, you know, because I know what goes in, you know, these kids work hard. And no matter what your record is, I, I know you, I know your program works so hard, just like every other program. It, it means a lot for these kids because, you know, a lot of kids, you know, face that their only opportunity to play sports is in high school. And not everybody's going to play college. There's a slim that will go play pro, so it means the world to these kids, and I'm sure that's been a detriment to to you and your programs only be able to play, you know, a couple games. I know we talked last night. Your your season ends on Thursday. How many games have you gotten to play this year? Well, we've only played, we've now played seven, um, and wow, and we we ended up only scheduling our our section games, and and what happens is. In five A, which is where Connellsville is, our section has three of the probably top six or seven teams. Well, 
we ended up playing all of them. And so we were playing teams that we were probably going to finish behind anyhow. And, and so it, it was really tough. I mean, like, like last night we got a win against, against West Mifflin, but we're supposed to play our second game against West Mifflin um, next week. And here they called because it wasn't because of their basketball team, but they have enough positives in their school that this morning we found out that we're not going to play the second game against them now because their school's going to be off next week. So, you know, we, we, uh, I think when it, when it's all said and done, our team's only going to play nine games. Wow. That's It's, it's, it's crazy. It really is. And being an administrator at the school, you know, this show talks about a lot of things. I mean, working through this, it has to be challenging because you said earlier, you're, you're an assistant principal. It has to be so, so challenging. Um, just curious, we're, we're on this topic. You know, I'm anxious to know what other schools are doing. So what's Connellsville doing? I know at the school district I live in, um, they're, they're having groups. They're, they're having rotating schedules where kids go one week, they're virtual the next. I mean, what, what is Connellsville doing? I, and I said, this is just curiosity to see what somebody else is doing. Well, we started on a hybrid schedule where there was a Monday, Thursday group and a Tuesday, Friday group that came. And then, then Wednesday was, um, was a distance day or a remote day. But now, now we have four days in person and we kept the Wednesday remote day just in case we ever had to go back to remote. But I'll be honest with you, kids had the option to stay distance and, and be full-time distance. And, and we actually have more full-time distance kids than what actually come to school those four days a week. And it's, it, it's really tough for the teachers because they have to, you know, they have to teach the kids that come to their classroom and the distance ones at the same time. And it's, it's really, you know, the, the, the amount of work that has been added to teachers has been very significant. Oh, for sure. I mean, and, you know, I, I'm going to say that, you know, I cannot learn virtual. And I'm not saying that's no job. It, it has to be hard for the teachers to try to teach virtual, especially if the, the student doesn't want to engage, you, you know, let alone their students that don't engage in the classroom. And now that they're home, you know, sometimes that's not the best thing. And, and that's not, you know, we're not here to debate that. But uh, I definitely feel for the teachers in, in the school districts. It's, it's a hard job without COVID and now that COVID it's, it's made the job even harder. Um, you, you know, it has to be a weird time, a weird time for you. I'm sure you're ready for kids to get back and, and get back to it where, you know, or, or you're probably not writing kids up uh, giving detentions much these days, are you? <laughs> no, that's, that's what's funny. A lot of our kids that got in trouble have chose distance and I'm not 100% sure that was COVID related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I know. So now, um, you know, I want to ask, you know, you, how, how long have you been coaching for? Is, has it been over 20 years? Yeah. I, I'm not trying to make it sound old either. I've wow. coached for, uh, you know, including my years that weren't as a varsity head coach. This is my 31st season. That's a long time. It's a long, it's a long time. And, you, you know, the, the future, you know, we never know if the future holds. Um, do you think that there will be a day, and you don't have to, you, you know, and, and discuss this, but – you ever think there will be a day where you you hang the whistle up for a little bit? Well, it's funny you ask that because I, you know, I'm planning on that right now to happen after this year. Um, my son, 
my son is a basketball player and, 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 you know, he's into it and he'll be playing seventh grade basketball next year. And, uh, um, at our middle school, well, as a varsity coach, I don't get to see very many middle school games because they're usually played while, while we practice or about, about the only way I would see a middle school game would be if they have a home game after school on the same day, we have a home game in the evening, which is only a couple times a year. And, uh, um, yeah. So I wouldn't see him play. And when, when, when you sit back and you look at, at what you have to go through as a head coach and then you think about, you know, what is important in your life, I, I would, you know, I, I don't want to look back and say that I that I missed my son's playing because of something that I was trying to do. So. So, yeah, it's it's a difficult decision, but. But in a way, it's also a very easy one because, you know, he comes first. Well, for sure. And, and I'm not trying to make you announce anything over the air. I, I'm not don't don't think I'm trying to, to, to do that. Um, but you've you've planted your roots and, and, and you brought up a next question. So you're, you're, if you decide to hang it up, are, are you still going to want to stay in western Pennsylvania? I, I'm considering that's where your home is now and that's where it's going to continue to be. Um, oh yeah. I like Connellsville and Brett loves it. I mean, Brett's my son's name. He, he loves it here. This is a, this is a good, this is a good place for him. And, and I think that, uh, um, yeah, I don't have any plans to move. I'm to move. I'm not that far from, uh, you know, I've also have 31 years in education. I'm not that far from retiring. And so, so to move anywhere else wouldn't be a good career move to, um, for me as close as I am to being able to retire. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, that's always good. I, I have a lot of years to, so I do that. So, you know, we're, we're, you know, so we're looking at that, you know, what I'm, you know, I'm going to ask you this. What, when you do hang up the, the whistle, you, you hang it up, you know, what do you think your legacy will, will be in, I think every coach asks themselves, you know, did you make an impact on, on players and, and so forth? You know, what, what do you think your legacy will be? Um, I, I, I don't know because I don't know that I've really thought a whole lot about, about legacy and, and what people would think of me. I feel as a coach that I've always been there for my players. And, and over the years, I've gotten a lot of letters on stuff that have thanked thank me for different things and, and, and stuff like that. You know, one of the things when you deal, when you've dealt with so many people, there's, there's some that there was a whole lot of opportunities to help. And there were others that, you know, maybe, maybe their parents provided everything. So you didn't help that person that much. Um, but I think, I think the one thing where, where I feel when I get out of it is if I look in the mirror and say, did you give everything that Andy Hedrick could give? And I, I think I would say yes. Um, and, 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 and I feel, I feel that I gave my best and, and, you know, I've been at the top of the top. I've been at the bottom of the bottom and I've been everywhere in between, but I feel like I've given my best everywhere. And, and, and I think that if I had any advice going out is that that's what you do. I mean, if you ask me when I started coaching, um, if I would have ever that I if I would have been the head coach at Blackhawk, I probably would have told you you were crazy. And 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 then if you <laughs> ask me if when I left Blackhawk that 
the success level wasn't as good as Connellsville, I wouldn't have thought we would have done that either. And, and, and so, but I feel, I feel like, like in life, you just, you just have to give your best and, you know, the stuff's going to fall into place, you know, with, with the, and Blackhawk, the stuff that fell in place and wins and losses and, and Connellsville, the things that's fallen in place is this is a great place for my son at Everett. I, I love Everett. I just felt I needed to leave Everett to try to prove maybe something to myself. And, and at those three schools, that's, that's, that's pretty much how it worked out. No, for, for sure. No, no, no. And, and like I said, you know, to me and, and, and you know, I, you know, I didn't go to Everett, but we're in the same area. I, I view it as a coach that coached locally and wanted to take the a big step and, and you were able to do that and you were able to be successful. I mean, nine years at, at a school with the amount of pressure and the excellence that Blackhawk has says something. And then to go to go to Connellsville, uh, I think you should be very proud of, of what you have done. And you have a lot of supporters back back in the area. I know before I asked you to be on, on the show, you know, I was talking to people and, you know, people are excited to, to, to hear from you. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people, uh, Brian Kuntz, um, you know, through sports, uh, I was able to build a relationship with Brian and, uh, you know, I was talking to him and, and he has nothing but the utmost respect for you. Uh, Howard Heinish is a friend of mine. Um, even, you know, the, the great Tommy Waltman, uh, you, you know, he, he knew who you were and, and uh, lost a, a great person with, with Tommy. But one thing that I think you agree on is sports helps people. It, you know, it does. And it's a great metaphor for life because you're going to work hard. You have to work hard in life. And sometimes you're going to come up on the short end of the stick, but it's how you deal. And I, and I wanted, you know, I'm sure, you know, whenever you do go back home now, if there's social media, I'm sure you keep in touch with some of your players and, and that, but one of the things I commend you on is, is you went there by yourself. You know, it's not like, I don't think you took any, any coaches with you or brought them along. Did you, you went by yourself, hired a new staff. Well, Rick, you Grubb, went. Rick Grubb came out with me. Um, um, do you, I don't know if you know, oh, okay. Rick. He, he's, okay. he was a golf pro at the Bedford Elk. So it worked in his schedule because golf season wasn't going on during basketball. And, and he was a big help. Rick yeah. was always a good guy. To, to talk to for me because he he's, he's such a positive person in relationship to coaching. And, and, and yeah, so Rick was there. Um, but, but what you said about sports, it, it, it is true. And, and that's, that's one thing that, you know, with some of the stuff that goes on with sports now, where like, like some of our schools out here, you know, they'll, they'll get kids from other schools to come to their school and, and, and they'll load up their team. And, and, and then you sit there and you look at them. Well, three or four of their starters didn't even grow up in that school. And, and, and that's, to me, that's kind of getting yourself around a way to get a win. That wasn't how it's meant because then you look down the bench and there's that kid that came the whole way up through the program and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get to play. And, and, you know, like, like I love public school sports. You take who you have, you try to work hard. And if you can win at a public school, or, or, or have some success. It, it's just, it's just, to me, that's what high school sports is about. And, and you said about it being a metaphor for life. I mean, it really, it really is. You give your best. And, and when you talk, when you say people like, like Brian Coons, I mean, he, he, he's a very successful athletic director at Everett. 
Howard Howard Heinish. I, I used to coach football with Howard, and Howard Howard is one as one of the greatest persons that I ever met. Uh, Tommy, um, you know, Tommy was one of my best friends, Tommy Waltman, and, and when when he passed, you know, just just the tributes and and, and what you feel. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I get sick on my stomach today thinking about Tommy. Um, um, you know, I I was actually at the hospital just after he passed, and and and. And, you know, those people did so much for so many. And, and, you know, I have been so blessed to have such great people to have been around. And I can give you those names from Everett. And, and, and you know, Dave, Dave Bailey. I mean, I, Chris Husick from, from Tussie. They're, those guys, they're, they're, they're great people. And, and, and then I can give you names from Blackhawk. I can give you names from Connellsville. And when you go and you look at sports and all those things and all those people – that added together it, it, it is a great thing I, I feel i feel bad for kids that don't get involved in activities and, and it doesn't have to be sports it can be the band it can be the musical it can be anything but you know get out there and get involved and meet people and and and, and it really does make your life better oh for, for sure i mean you know and i got about you know five ten minutes here left you know and i want to say you know, people listen, you know, my, my whole life um, and, and what I do now with my job, you know, in, in, in business in managing a business at a level of an area, you know, I used the tactics and my work ethic was given to me by my by Dave Bailey, by grandparents, but by a lot of things by Dave Bailey and Kevin Steele, who was my football coach. You know, a lot of things that they taught me that they would talk about, you know, at practice about you get out of it what you put in. I mean, it was so true. One of the things that I really wish that I listened to that everybody said, and I'm sure you heard it when you were coming up, enjoy it while you have it, because once it's gone, it's gone. You know, I find myself at 29 years old when my friends come to visit that moved away or whatnot. You know, just last summer, 4th of July, I'm sitting around a campfire, uh, you know, having a frosted beverage with some of my two best friends. I grew up with, and, and we were talking about the stuff we did in high school, talking about those rivalry games, playing Everett in football and basketball. I mean, you have memories for the rest of your life, you, you, you know, and I try to approach life the way I did in sports, but, you know, for sure. Uh, but, no, I, I remember meeting you. Uh, you. You know, I think it was at a elementary basketball tournament, and my grandparents met you, and, and I remember coming and seeing you play at Everett a couple times when you weren't playing Tussie. You know, just because my grandparents met you, you were a good person, a good coach, and and it was sports, and that's you know how people, that's how we lived our life through sports. Um, one of the reasons why I do this podcast, uh, you know, is I've always wanted to do it. I've always been good at talking to people. I wanted to be a sports journalist growing up. Uh, my my goal, my dream was to work for ESPN someday. Uh, but you know, things didn't work out, and I'm doing what I'm doing, but people started doing these podcasts and having people on. I was like, you know what? I, I could do that. And what better way than talk about area people that grew up in our area coached, whether it's, you know, I had Bill Higgins on the other day, who was the district attorney. I just, I want to talk to people, ask them questions and, and relive some, some of the big games, some of the big trials, you know, it's, it's, it's about that history. So uh, I congratulate you from being from Bedford County, not being afraid to fail going out to Pittsburgh, you know, in the Pittsburgh area, coaching and being successful. You, you've always had my support. Um, 
So, but what are some of the things that you'd like to do outside of coaching? Do you golf or anything like that? I mean, um, you you know, I'm, I'm a big Steeler fan. I, I, I love going to Steeler games. I like going to sporting events. Um, um, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I didn't get to go to anything this year. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a golfer. I've gone a few times. Um, Rick Grubb is a golfer. I, I asked him. I asked him if I was the worst golfer he'd ever seen, and uh, his comment was no, which made me feel good. And then his next sentence was, "But you're pretty close." It. So, so, uh, so you know, I've never. <laughs> I, I, I'm really competitive, and I like to be able to compete and stuff. So I don't find any fun in golf at all because I can't compete. And uh, um, yeah. but I like I like sporting events yeah. and, and things like that. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, that's one of the things as I as I move out of basketball that I'm excited about because I, I've dedicated so much time to basketball year round that that I haven't done a lot of things. You know, this was this Christmas, the, the state shut down, so we didn't have basketball. And this was the first time that I've had a Christmas break yeah. since I was in sixth grade. And uh um, and you know, and it's probably the first wow. Christmas in 21 years that, that I wasn't watching game video on Christmas evening. And so, so, you know, like, like the thought of there being another life out there, um, you know, I, I, I love what I got to do, but I, I am looking forward to doing some things with my son that, you know, as he's now getting into his teens, that, that basketball would have not afforded me the opportunity to do no that, that's awesome well we're well, no and and we wish you the best um you know I, I was really glad to be able to reconnect with you um you know like i said last night the, the first time that i've talked to you well it was through facebook but it, it had been like 10 years since i had since i had seen you so it was really good to reconnect and um you know like i said thank you for doing the show hopefully we can reconnect and stay in touch uh maybe someday i'll get to come out there and see you or, or, or you know or, or something and, and definitely reconnect in person the COVID has made it really really tough but uh thank you for coming on here uh really you know really was uh, an honor for me uh, i'm sure the people uh that didn't know you now or can know a little bit more or the people that did know you that haven't heard from you in, in so long you know are going to be able to so you know, I, I really appreciate it, Andy. And well, I, you know what, thank you once again. All my thanks go to you. I mean, just just you you bringing up names of people and and bringing back memories of stuff like that. I mean, I, I like this is this is very meaningful to me, Aiden, and I really appreciate you doing this because this is this this is a great thing that you're doing, and I and I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, hey, I wish you the best of luck. Um, Hopefully you guys finish the rest of your season, uh, you know, healthy, you, you, you know, hopefully you finish on a little bit of a high note here, uh, you know, and everything goes well. And I, and I wish you the best, man. I, I really do wish you the best. If you, you know, reach out again and, and maybe someday, you, you know, I'm going to have Dave Bailey on the show. We're going to go down memory lane with, with Bates and stuff. Maybe someday I can get you guys on here and we can talk and break a game down or something like that, you know, from, from years ago. Uh, or something like that we're going to be doing i'm trying to do big things um when i have the time to do it but you know that, that's what i want to do you know i want to give back and yeah. well that's awesome my, that's my awesome i'd back. love to do that okay right, hey, well, hey, thanks you. andy i appreciate it Bye.
Hello? Hey, Aiden. Hey, how you doing? You get on there okay? Yep. All right, all right, all right. So whenever, if, if you're good, you're ready, we, we can start this. <clears throat> so it's not that hard. It's actually pretty easy. This is the easiest way that I know how to do it. Um, so some of the reasons why when I started doing this, um, I just figured I'd do it this way. But it's more user-friendly with, with an iPhone. So I have two phones. Sometimes it gets confusing. But, um, you know... All right. Well, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, like I no said, uh, this is uh, the Queasy Man podcast. So I, I've had that nickname for a long time. Uh, if you listen to episode one, you will uh, hear and why. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have on, on the show today, I have Andy Hetrick. Um, Andy, uh, I've known Andy for a long time. Uh, it's been a while, uh, but he was uh, the head basketball coach at Everett High School, um, Blackhawk High School, and you're, you're currently at Connellsville, correct? Yes. That is the name of the high yes. school. Okay. Okay. So, you know, get started off. So maybe everybody doesn't know who you are like I do. So, so introduce yourself if you don't mind a little bit. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm Andy Hedrick. I went to uh, Everett high school there in Bedford County. And uh, you know, when, after I graduated from Penn state, um, I was an assistant for a long time at the various levels at Everett. And then I was a head basketball coach at Everett for five years Blackhawk High School for nine, and I've I'm now in my uh, seventh year as the head coach at Connellsville. Awesome, yeah, yeah. So, um, when did you, when did you realize you wanted to be a head coach? Was it during the time at Everett, or did, did you know when you were coming up playing the game that you one day wanted to coach? Well, I I think I always wanted to coach. I think that's one of the reasons why I got into education because you know a teacher is the the easiest route to being a coach. So. Uh, I think probably before I even left high school, I knew I wanted to be a coach. Okay. So you, you went to Everett as well, correct? I yeah. know you said that. Yeah. So who was your coach when, when you played at Everett? Uh, my my sophomore and, and junior years, it was Ron Vespa, and my senior year was Jeff Batesel's first year. Oh, okay, okay. I know I know Batesel really well. I actually um, had the privilege to play against him. He was the head football coach at Northern when, when I was playing, so uh, – Give a shout out to him. He's actually wanting to come on my show. So what was your uh, – you applied for the job at Everett. It's your alma mater. Uh, you know, what was that like getting that phone call that, hey, you're, you're the guy we want to go with? Well, it, it was neat. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I had also interviewed other places too. I just wanted to get a, get a try to do it. Um, and, uh, you know, when I was there, Jeff actually had just left to go to – northern bedford to be the athletic director and it opened up and, and i was already in the program there at everett uh, working with jeff so um you know it was it was a pretty easy transition okay what, what was your first year uh coaching like there you know how good was the team looking looking back now <laughs> uh we had a decent first year i think we were like 14 and 11 we played really hard and uh um you know it was a good group of kids and they and they they bought into to whatever I wanted to do and, and uh um it went well. Okay. Okay. And what was some of the things that you learned your first year of coaching or even now and we're we'll trying to stay on track here, but what was one of the first things that you learned about being a head coach that you necessarily didn't realize uh that they don't necessarily tell you about the job? Well that's one of the things Jeff Bates would say when I coached with him about, you know, when the when you become a head coach, how things are are different. There's, there's a whole lot more to being the head coach than just coaching. As an assistant, a lot of times 
you deal strictly with basketball, but when you're the head coach, you deal with everything. It's, it's, uh, parents and, um, uh, scheduling, you know, a lot more game planning and, and to be perfectly honest with you, you go from a contributor to having all the responsibility of everything thrown on you. Uh, okay. Okay. No, I, I've heard that, you know, and I've, I've talked to some coaches. So, uh, let, you know, your let's talk about your style of coaching. What was your style like? Because, you know, a lot of people know at Everett back then, it's, you know, it used to be you had the Bedford County League and you had the Southern Hill League. And, you know, anybody that coached in the era, Dave Bailey, and this, this show isn't about him, and that's no disrespect. What, what was that like? You know, what was your style like? You know, um, was it a and, – and the reason I ask that is you're in a league with Dave Bailey, and so there's a lot of expectations and stuff to be able to compete with the powerhouse Tussie Mount. What what was your style like? Because everybody knows his style, but what was your style like? Well, I, I say, you know, I'm I'm real competitive. I when I go into games, much like Coach Bailey, my my personality changes. It still does. Um, um, you know, the, the thing of it is, when you're a coach, you know, you want to be the best you can for a kid in all areas. You want to give them stuff to help them help them in life and things like that. But when you're competing during the game, you, you also want to win. You don't, you don't stand there and, and just be a happy go lucky person. You're there, you're there to win. And, um, um, you know, I, I think I'm competitive and I would say people that saw me coach would feel, would, would feel and understand that. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, and I think that, you know, to comment on that, that's, that's one of the things that sometimes the parents don't understand is too, is, you know, why isn't Tommy getting to play? When you get to the varsity level, it's different than elementary and junior high. You're you're there to to win. Um, one of the things that that I want to you know talk to you about is a lot. Being a head coach is stressful. And the next question you probably know it's not you don't coach for the money at the high school level. You coach for the love because it's not it's not very much. You know you know. And I'm not trying to ask you what your number was, but is there a difference not today? compared to when you first started as far as salaries of, of head basketball coaches at, at high schools? Is there, is there a significant difference today? No, not really. I, I mean, and, and it depends the school. Like, like when I was at Blackhawk, there was this point system where all these different things came like experience and success. And, and, you know, I, I actually, when I, when I came to Connellsville, um, I took a pay cut in relationship to coaching, but I'm also the assistant principal. So I got a pay raise there. <laughs> so that's, that's why I came here. But, but like to be honest with you, at Connellsville, um, my salary hasn't changed since the day I came here. Okay, no, I get that. I, I get that. No, it's just one of those things that, as a player, and you know, I, I coached for a little bit, but you know, people—I don't think people necessarily understand that—that that you're not coaching at the high school level for the money. It's not a full-time. It's not your full-time job. I think an average salary. And this is just in our area. I think an average salary for a head coach is like five, six grand a year. So it's not very much. You're you're doing it because you love the game, right? You know. Right. So so you're at Everett, and and I met you. I was I was young. I was in elementary school. Um, but I want to talk to you about some of the games. Uh, I remember I was the ball boy for for Tussie, and I was in the fourth grade. And I know you probably remember this. Uh, they had Chamberlain. Uh, Aaron Chamberlain and Neil Holloway. Uh, you got you had Trent Clark. I, I think he was a senior, 
And and we were Tatsu was really good that year. They like I said, Holloway was a tremendous player in Chamberlain. And you guys almost pulled off the upset at at Everett. Do, do you remember that game much? Yes. Do, do you remember yes. that that time? Uh-huh. You, you know, I I didn't know if you remember some things things about that. I look back and you know Tusky in in Everett. You know, I think twenty five thirty miles separates the school. A lot of people know each other there. You you, you know. And uh, I just want to talk about the rivalry a little bit and what that was like for you in some of your best memories of, of rivalry games at Everett, if you, if you want to comment a little bit on that. Well, I think, I think as a coach, Tussie was our, our best rivalry. I mean, I don't, I don't know what Tussie's thoughts on it were, but, but uh, you know, Coach Bailey. No, we uh, hated Coach him. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. well, Coach Bailey had, uh, you know, he'd set the standard. And, and you know, what he did, and, and he did the same thing for years and years, like, like, you know, I, I can tell you right now on a foul shot, they're going to press. If they didn't score, they're going to play man-to-man. And if they did score, they played that 1-3-1 one, one zone with a big, long, lanky guy that gave you a lot of trouble up yeah. top. And, uh, um, yeah. um, and you know, we uh, you know, we, we wanted to, to compete with them. And then when you went down to Tussie, Tussie was a, was a very unique place because a lot of high schools, the fans are people that are kind of, like, connected to the current players. But Tussie always mm-hmm. seemed like they had the whole community. And, and when you went down there, it, it was a war. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, you know, being when I was at Blackhawk, there's some good rivalries at Blackhawk, but the schools are bigger and the gyms are bigger. And, and like when you were at Tussie and Everett, the schools are a little bit smaller and the gyms are smaller. So when the people are there, it's completely filled and the atmosphere you know, maybe maybe it didn't have as many people as um as, as a Blackhawk Hopewell game, but because the gym is completely filled, the intensity of the Everett Tussie rivalry was as good as anything I've ever seen. Oh, for for sure. I mean, I remember being the manager, and then I remember playing. I remember walking into the gym when when I played Everett, and at five thirty, you know, the JV game started at six, and there was a line of people outside the door and you knew that in a half hour they're going to be sold out the gym's going to be packed i remember at Everett, every time we would play t- um, up at Everett, you guys would bring the band the marching band yeah you, you know uh, a great a great atmosphere and a great rivalry but i look back to that game and, and i know trent now a little bit and just talking about former players that guy could shoot the lights out i think he put up 30 that that game close to it and i think Tusty ended up winning by like four or five and then rematch, you know, you play everybody twice in basketball season. Down at Tussie, you guys are almost successful again. So my question was, when, when you were coaching at, at Everett, um, you know, your rivalries, you know, how many times did, you know, did you guys win? And, and you know, when you were the coach, how many times did you pull the upset uh, against Tussie or Northern or any of your rivalries? Um, I don't know the specifics. We had a little bit more success with Tussie later, like my last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, like when Adam Miller played yep. and, and things like that. Um, but I, I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember the specifics um, on 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 what was what. Um, I know my first couple of years with Tussie, we did we didn't win. I was only the head coach at Everett for five years, um, and then the you know the last okay. couple of years uh, we did we did have some more success, but there was always. I mean, it, it was always it was always tough. I mean, it's it's like like if I could go back and coach an Everett Tussie game at Tussie 
every night of my coaching career, that would be something that I would love to do. Really? Well, I, I know. And, and the next thing we're going to talk about, you, you did have success. Um, I think it might even been your last year there. Uh, I, I think you had, uh, you know, some of the players, Miller, Calfus was there. You had uh, Boyd Biggle. Um, it was that effort. And somebody, the official doesn't blow the whistle. So a fan supposedly blows it. Big controversy. Uh, Zimmerman gets stripped. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, you guys go shoot a layup. It goes in, and, and you guys take the lead. And um, part, all hell breaks loose. You know, you know, you and Bailey are in each other's face. You, you, you got the athletic director. Do, do you remember that game much? I mean, th that has to serve in your mind as, as one of the great games that you had at, at Everett. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, and, and you know, you can go through there with with just about all the Everett Tussie games and have examples of of competitive situations because it was a it was a it was a good rivalry. I mean, it was it was and sometimes sometimes it was nasty. You, you know, sometimes some of the things that, that that went on, even with you know what you heard from from fans, was tough. But but you know what's funny is then you might see them a week later at the Altoona Mall. And it was the coolest thing in the world, you know, like, like it was, it was a rivalry oh, that, was, that was right there on the court. But once that day was over, it was back to normal, you know? Yeah, no, no, no. And it, and it carries on to this day. I, I mean, some of the players that I, that I played against, you know, you, you see them in Walmart, you know, 10, you know, years later and, you know, Hey, how are you doing? Do you remember this? And, and, and sports, you know, people that don't play sports, it's nothing against them. But sports are great memories. And, and high school is, is a great time period. But the high school sports, that, that's what I miss the most about being a kid is, is playing sports. If I could go back to high school, it would not be uh, to learn anything. I don't mean it in a not that way. But it would be to play sports again because that was some of the best times in my life. Um. So fast forward a little bit, you're, you're at effort. Um, and if you could, and, and I guess it wouldn't be fair if you left some out, but what were some the five years you were there as the head coach, you were there for an assistant. What are some of the best teams that you think you coached? I mean, I mean, you don't have to give names, but years, what was your best year as the head coach at Everett? And, you know, what was your best team that you think? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think, I, I think uh, um, my first year we did a lot better than, than I think what we were expected to do. And, and that was a good group. The year where with, uh, with uh, Nathan Layton and Carlos Graham, that, I mean, that, that was good. My last year was good. We, I thought we were really good my last year, but we had a, we had a, uh, Sean Ford was a good player. And as it got playoff time, his appendix burst. And um, so like, I remember, I remember actually one time we actually, we actually beat Tussie on senior night without Sean. And it was a huge win because Sean, Sean was a, Sean was a good player. Adam Miller went off that game. I, I don't know. He scored like high twenties or low thirties. He had he had like just a ridiculous game. But but you know I think maybe maybe the last team might have might have been the best one just because of um you know the uh, what we were missing the the talent. Okay, okay. No, no good good stuff. Good stuff. So you're you're at effort and. You know, how, uh, you know, you hear about a job in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, talk about that a little bit. You, you apply for, well, if you don't mind asking, what, what led you to want to leave Everett? Uh, 
if, if you don't mind commenting on well, that. Well, one thing, and this, this might this might sound weird, but one thing that was always in my head, you know, like I I I come from from my my parents are great people, and and we're from a little town of Everett, and, and it just always bothered me that the talk was a lack of belief in ourselves, and 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 what I wanted to do. The Whippeal was always held in higher esteem than anybody else, and 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 it was just a goal of mine to try to get a job in whip in the Whippeal, um, just to see if I could do it. And if I did, you know, you, you come from a smaller community and you're successful because you know when you get to Whippeal, they they don't really respect District Five like they should. And 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 I wanted to show at least to myself that that I could do that. So uh, when I applied at Blackhawk, you know, Blackhawk as a powerhouse and uh i'll be honest with you my application to blackhawk i had heard about their athletic director who's one of the most phenomenal athletic directors in the history of pennsylvania and and i i wanted to interview there mainly for me to learn because i thought maybe from their questioning and stuff like that that i would that i would get something from it i didn't you know i didn't think i really had a high chance of getting that job and then it turned out to work for me (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 because I, I mean, even me as, as a kid, you, you know, you're, you're a coach at a small school and, and you apply at a powerhouse in Western Pennsylvania and boom, you're, you're in. And, and, and that's something that you talk about. We talked about last night on the phone. I, I talk to people all the time about it in sports is District 5 is your Somerset County, Bedford County and Fulton. And no matter what the sport is, if you are successful enough to win that district championship or in basketball, sometimes they take the top two teams, sometimes even three, you got to go and get on a bus and you're going to travel two and a half, three hours to the western part of the state. And the motto is, is that your season's over. We're playing somebody from the Whippeal. And teams in District 5 can have success. I'm not saying that it's not a challenge, but. But I agree with that, you know, my, and I'm not, this isn't about me today. It's about you, but my senior year, we were able to be successful and we knocked off two Whippeal teams. So you apply, you get the call. What was that like to leave ever? You know, uh, I'm, I'm sure you had some people that were, that were upset that, that you were leaving. What was that like talking to your team and telling them that you were leaving? Cause it came to you as a surprise, as you said, that you even got the job. Um, you, you know, the hardest thing wasn't even necessarily, just the basketball part it was it was more that um you know that's where I grew up I was leaving my my parents um you know you're going into an area where where you know my first year at Blackhawk I was alone you you know I wasn't I wasn't you know nobody at Blackhawk was pulling for me um um because they didn't know me you know and and so Mm -hmm. I think the hardest the hardest part of it was leaving the comfort that you would have from what you always had. But that, but then again, that's why I did that because, um, you know, I, I wanted, I wanted to do something that maybe the typical Everett person would not try just because they didn't think they would be successful. And so the fear that came with it was part of why I wanted to do it. For sure. For sure. And, and I applaud you for that. And a lot of people don't go after what they want because of fear. And that's one of the reasons why I, I do this is, you know, hey, I want to put myself out there and talk to people about stuff in there. So you're at you're at Blackhawk. 
And what what was one of the big differences you noticed from District Five to the Whitfield, like right away? That okay, this is this is different, or what made that so special out there? This is what this is why they are successful. I think it's the opportunities the kids have to play. Uh, you and I were talking last night, um, like, like where Blackhawks located. And, and all the schools around, you just have so many opportunities for leagues. Like I remember, like when I was at Everett, we'd have to go to Altoona for tournaments, which was a 45 minute ride. And, 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 and I can tell you right now, if you, if you drive from Blackhawk to Pittsburgh, you go through 15 or 16 school districts in a 32 minute or a 32 mile ride where you can walk out the front door of Everett and head down towards the Cheneysville area. And it might be 32 miles and you're still in the Everett school district. And when you throw that many kids together with a lot of bigger gyms and schools that have two gyms, just the opportunities for summer leagues and, and the opportunity to play is so much higher. So, so like, like the surprising thing to me was that there were some better athletes, but it's not that the athletes are better. It's that the opportunities are bigger. Yeah, I get Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I mean, if you got, 15, 16 schools, there's, there's a difference, you know, a big difference. Well, I, I did some research on you. So while you were uh, Blackhawk, you were, were successful. And um, Whitfield, people might not understand, that stands for Western Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic League. That is their District 7. You um you won a Whitfield title. At yeah, Blackhawk. we won in 2000, 2008. Yep. Correct? Yeah. And there's an interesting story about that. So uh, you might you mind sharing that? I, I believe you you had a son, or, or you know, you your your son was born right around that uh, time. Yes, um, actually, the, my our team's win of the Whippio was not the high point of the week. <laughs> you know, my my son was born two <laughs> days before it. Um, he was in the, uh, you know, he was still in the hospital when we played the game. So, you know, you know, my immediate family wasn't with me at that game. And uh, um, one of the one of the best stories that, that I could tell you about it was, you know, it's a big deal to win the Whippeal. Even if you're in a program that's won it before, it's a big deal. So we won that at the Palumbo Center at Duquesne. And when we came back home to Blackhawk, I didn't even know this went on, but we pulled into off the exit that goes into Chippewa, which is Blackhawk. Every fire company in the area was there to greet us. And we had this big we had this big parade that was like probably at 10 o'clock at night. And, you know, you know, people followed us to the bus and we couldn't get out. Like it, it was bigger than what I could have even imagined. And, and so we got off the bus and we said a couple things and, and people were doing stuff. But the coolest part of that night for me was I'm going back to the hospital there where my son was born. And the only other baby that was born was the, was a baby that was, a um, I think it was like the grandchild of one of the football coaches at Blackhawk. So that whole, that whole wing of the hospital was, uh, was Blackhawk. So apparently during the game, they played it on the radio. Yeah. And when I come walking in that night, close to midnight, all the nurses stood up and clapped. <laughs> it was like, it was like the coolest thing. I mean, I'm not going to be honest with you. That brought tears to my eyes. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, you know, for sure. I mean, that, that would, I mean, sports are, are special and, and you have those special moments in life. You know, the birth of your child is special. And then, you know, two days later, you're successful. So we're on that subject. What was that like? You win the Whippeal 
and you, you know you come from a small town and you know what what was that feeling like when when you won the whip you and who did you guys beat? Um, we beat hopewell for it which actually hopewell was in our section and in the regular season hopewell actually won the section but we won the whip you um but uh i mean i i think i think was I think what was the best part about it is just this feeling of we did it. I mean, like, like, you you know, when you're in sports and you're in a team and, and you're a team that's close, there's so many connections that you have that maybe the other people that aren't around the team don't know. And, and just just the celebration in the locker room that was just the team people. I mean, it was it was so special. Um and, 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 uh, you may know Rick Grubb. He's, he's from Everett. He, he was an assistant on that team too. And he was a part of, it. and I think he'd tell you that too, that, that just, just feeling like, you know, this group of guys did this. It, it, it was special. It was just such a proud moment that, you know, no one can ever take that away from you. Can you hear me now there, Aiden? 